You're listening to Fear the Nth Cast. I'm JD. And I am not Jason. Are you Josh? No. No. <laughs> I'm not even the Brit. No. You're nobody. No, I'm just kidding. That was terrible. I apologize profusely. That's terrible. Yeah. I'm so, tell us who you are, though. <laughs> who I am. Yes. I am Seal Adams. Yes. Seal is a good friend of the Nth Cast Network and a, a big watcher of The Walking Dead. And Jason couldn't be here tonight, and nor could Josh. So we asked seal to come on and co-host because we don't want to miss a week of course not and it turns out i am opinionated that i don't know that's not news at all <laughs> if anybody's followed you on twitter or or see say no right or follow us on twitter and see who is the seal guy that keeps saying stuff all the time who know? is this idiot <laughs> no so seal was very gracious to take some time out of his week to join us uh, for our pre-second half of Season 8 episode. Um, so he's here. Last week we talked about a lot of the rumors that were... That some were terrible. Some were maybe right. But it was just a fun episode. It was. We I thought, enjoyed it. Yeah, we thought we'd have a good time and just laugh about some dumb stuff. So we've, we're going to do similar stuff this week, but we're just going to laugh at Seal's ideas. Exactly. So. <laughs> but in first, how are you? How you been? I am good. I'm very good. Been working like a madman. Yeah. But it's it's cool. I have the I have the best job in the world, so Yeah. I'm jealous of your job. My day job is boring, counting numbers all day. I'm not I'm not a big fan. Somebody's got to do it. Though. I, apparently, someone has to count those. Those numbers ain't gonna count themselves. Right. And one thing I'll say about accountants is there's job security. Accountants, as long as you're not the head accountant, you're always the last to go. Because if they shut down our office, I'd have to close the books out before everybody else got, you know, after everybody else got fired. So I'd be fine. Yeah, see? I'd, I'd have an extra two months and I would do it super slow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> super slow. Yeah, I'm going to do this spreadsheet by hand. <laughs> right. I, I think I need to move everything from this spreadsheet back to this spreadsheet and then consolidate the two just yeah. to make sure. Just, just because we want to cover our bases, That's people. Right. right. We're closing out. Things got to be accurate. Yeah. We don't want the government coming back on us now, do we? No. All right, so tell me about your Walking Dead experience before we get into the second half of Season 8. Have you watched from the beginning? So I have watched from the beginning. I was a little late jumping into it as far as when it was on broadcast. I came into it. I started watching it on Netflix, I guess, right toward the end of Season 2, I think. Okay. That's it was like when it, so I watched you know the first, what, it was eight episodes, I think, was the first season. It was short. Mm-hmm. And then I started watching season two and got caught up to a point. Because I think they did maybe it. Because it was weird how they did it on Netflix. Maybe, maybe it was the first two seasons on Netflix. Okay. Because I think I watched, I powered through a bunch. And then there was a break. And it was like right at the end of a season. I was like, oh, crap. Now I got to wait like, you know, right. months until this starts up. And I was going crazy. So, but definitely from the start of season three on. Oh, cool. I, I've been watching it, you know, as broadcast. Nice. So now, though. For about the past two years, I'm, I'm watching it on iTunes. So oh, the next really? Season, I haven't had cable for like two or uh, three years. So, oh no, I know. If you need to borrow, I let everybody else borrow my password I for. <laughs> so just if you need it, just let me know. Oh, not, nice. Not you people listening. Not, no, no, I can't share with everybody. It would break. The other day, I was logged into Netflix. A little aside, and I was trying to watch something, and then my screen limit had been reached. And I wasn't even watching Netflix. They wouldn't let me watch anything. I was like, what? So I had to change the password. And I found out there's like 12 people using my Netflix. And I'm like, mm, that ain't right. This this would be the problem. Yeah, that that's an issue. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be lovely. Because, you know, I have to, I can't, it's like Sunday night, I have to shut down Twitter. 
Right. <laughs> and then I got to, usually it's Monday. I'll, I'll, that you'll get yeah, to yeah, it? Yeah, I'll get to it. But sometimes it's, you know, not. And then, so then the podcast comes out. I'm like, I can't watch it. Can't, yeah. I mean, I can't listen. I can't listen. I have to watch it first. I got you. I did that all summer for, um, for fear? For fear because budgetary constraints. Um, sure. I wasn't, I wasn't, I, so I'm just now watching it on Hulu. And, okay. But it was funny, but I did listen to, I was listening to the podcast. You know, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I was like, man, I like the show, but it's not great. And then y'all started talking about how, you know, like, oh man, this is actually good. And then <laughs> I started watching it on Hulu and I, were we right? You were right. I was, I can't remember which episode it was. It might've been, I think it might've been 100 or the episode after that. It was, no, it was, it was whatever the episode was right before 100, right before the, the mm-hmm. Daniel centric one. Gotcha. I had this just this light bulb went off and I was like, I gotta talk to these guys. I was like, I I, 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 I was like, what the hell happened to this show? It got good. I know, right? It this season has been so good. Nice. And I know everybody listening is like, yeah, we we knew that six months ago, but hey, you know, hey, I, but I'm, you just caught up. But I'm but I'm just catching up. I'm like on episode twelve, I think. So I'm almost done with the season. So nice. I'll I'll be caught up when it comes back around. So you're caught up on season eight, though, right? But I am caught up on season eight. What are your thoughts of the first half? Just overall, overarching. You can take a drink. I can keep talking. Yeah, keep talking. (laughs) I would love to. Because we've said there's a lot of mixed messages. And Jason and I, ever since Josh had to take his hiatus, have said repeatedly, if you don't like the show, just stop watching. We're kind of at that point now. We're like, if you don't want to watch the show and you're tired of, of seeing this and you feel disappointed or whatever, rather than just complaining about it, just quit watching the show. And so... Are you one of those people who's kind of fed up with it and we're like, okay, just stop watching or where are you in the spectrum? No, I am, if anything, I'm at the opposite end of that spectrum. I'm, I am in the camp of give me more. Okay. Um, I, I do get, I think I get frustrated with the show just like, you know, any other viewer would. Cause you're invested though. Cause right? I'm inve- because it's because I've invested in it, but you know what? They're, they're making choices. <laughs> they, they are. They're definitely making choices. And they're following through with these choices, and maybe they're not doing what I what I would have done. But I don't necessarily want to see that. You and, know, it's like show me something, show me something, and that, and I think that's what is one of the things that I love about the show from the beginning is they show me things I don't expect. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was predictable and more formulaic, and well, I really think you know this ought to happen or that ought to happen, or they you know explored this theme or that theme, or oh, they shouldn't have killed that character, or oh, that was stupid. Well, I may not like it, but that doesn't mean it was a bad call. And even if it was a bad call, I'll forgive it because you know what? They are trying to make the show different and they are trying to be unpredictable. And you could see where they got in some ruts and they've made changes, you know, obviously at the showrunner level and and they've, (laughs) he got promoted. There have been changes in management, um, promotion once or twice. (laughs) And, yeah, they they've gone on. They've either gone on to uh, other opportunities or been promoted. Yeah, there you go. And but it seems like they the the network is pretty has seemed pretty good about. And it's easy to bash a network, but sure. it seems like AMC has been pretty good about when things start to maybe get a little sideways. Everybody has there's there seems to be a meeting of the minds, and they're like, okay. Let's do something to correct the course, right? Well, in AMC at this point, what shows do they have? Besides The Walking Dead, you know, Mad Men's not on, Breaking Bad's not on anymore. It's like, okay, The Walking Dead is it. The Walking Dead is where we kind of have to put our money, kind of have to put our focus, which I appreciate. 
I'm glad that they are dedicated to the show. And I don't think it's just a money thing. We talk about that. Like if they're making decisions just because of ratings and just for advertisers and money, we're not behind that. But if they've made these decisions from the beginning and they're just following through and saying, okay, this is the story we want to tell. We don't much care if you like it. We'd like you to, but we're not going to change what we're doing just because you have said that you don't like it. I can get behind that. I can stand behind those kind of decisions. Definitely, definitely. And, and And I do think that they're... There have been and there will continue to be some decisions that are revenue driven. That, oh, yeah. that are, I mean, of there, there's business. It is a business at the end of the day. But I think that they're small and subtle. And I do think that, you know, they, they've had an idea of where they want to go or how, or maybe not necessarily exactly where they want to go, but these are the kinds of things we want to do. These are the kinds mm-hmm. of things we want to put our characters through. And, we don't want to tell a typical Hollywood story and they've stuck to that part at least, even when they, you know, make some decision or other that, that might seem like, Oh, that's totally corporate made that call. Look at the overall, look, look Mm -hmm. at the, look at the overall product and you still realize that, well, they're they're This isn't kind of a non, this is a non Hollywood show. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And the one thing that I do read the comics, have you ever read any of the comics? Okay, so on the comic set, that's that's part of my. That'll be the next step of my Walking Dead background. Oh, yeah. So when the comic started, I was aware of it. Oh, really? Never read it. Okay. But and it was much the same as the same thing with Preacher. Um, I knew I knew it was. Did there. we get you turned on to Preacher too? I I actually, mean, you were aware of. it. I was aware of yeah. it. Y'all got me more excited about there it. There you go. And now I want to go back and read it. But um, you should. It was one of those things where it was out there. And I knew about it, and people kept saying, "Hey, you should read this book." Mm-hmm. You know, both both Preacher and Walking Dead have it. You should, you would really enjoy this. Yeah. People that knew me and that, that knew I like comics would say, "You would enjoy this," and I just never got around to it. Yeah. But um, I started reading the started reading the trades. But I'm I'm way behind. So in Walking Dead, I am we're at the prison and we haven't met the governor yet. That's, Holy crap! Yeah, so I'm way <laughs> oh, okay. ba- I'm way back there. Yeah, so yeah. wow, what is that? But, like issue thirty, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I love it. Oh, the comic. I, I mean, from from page one, I was like, oh, I was, I was in. I was like, I wish that I hadn't waited so long. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, it was it was kind of fun watching. So I didn't start. I probably didn't start reading until season six or season seven. Oh, okay. So you you're like a normal person who yeah. who watched the show first and, and then yeah. Read so right, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back and read this and see what this is all about. But you know, listening to this show and talking to other people and yeah, yeah. you know reading articles here and there. It's like, I kind of know what to expect and what's coming in the comics, but at the same time, I'm still excited to read them because it's good storytelling. Yeah, it is. And it's just the, the world that they've created. And that's one of the reasons that I really enjoy the show and the comic is just thinking like, what would the decisions that I would make in this situation and putting yourself in this random thing that would probably never happen, hopefully, and just how you would deal with it and questions that, philosophical questions and how you would live your life questions are the why I enjoy this medium so much and why I enjoy the show because it makes you think it makes you question who you are and your character and the character of people around you and it kind of you, you maybe think differently about people like hmm if I was in The Walking Dead but I want to hang out with this person yeah. you know and, and I love that Yeah, I, I would never tell people that what I think but it's, it's nice to actually think about <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and it, I love that it asks the question. Um, it, it, I think it fundamentally asks two questions. It, it asks, "What 
is the world that you would want to make? Sure. And what is the world that you would actually make? And more often than not, they're two very different things. And it's such it, the study in human nature. There is we see the the chaos that continues to happen, and you know the mistakes and the downfalls, and and obviously we're in a state of war right now, mm-hmm. and clearly no one wants to build that. Negan right. didn't even want to build that. Yeah, the and, utopian ideals that they have yeah. are all similar in what they want to achieve, but different in how they would yeah, achieve how it. how they're going about it. Yeah. And the um, and, and, and then you start to deal with unintended consequences and things like that, and you realize human nature is human nature, and you know, we, yeah. we, are, we are flawed and fallen, and we're just going to muck it up anyway. Right, and the unintended consequences, I think are what adds so much depth to this because the unintended consequences of Rick's decision to take out that one of the satellite things and think that they're all big and bad and they could take out the saviors with one fell swoop. The consequences of that are pretty much war, chaos, destruction of whole entire colonies that had nothing to do with his decision. Yeah. You know, we're not an island and it's just nice to be reminded like, okay, the decisions I make may actually affect other people and, it's a nice reminder. Yeah. And and not only did it have those larger overarching effects, I mean, it it, it obviously clearly had effects on individuals. I mean, yeah. we saw innocent, in like with Glenn, we saw innocence lost. Dude, that's innocence. still the and most it, heartbreaking that scene. Was, that was so tough to get through because it's just like you just felt him just die inside. And the actor happened. did such a good job. You know, you could, because you could see it. You could mm-hmm. see the innocence just kind of leave him. In that moment when he stabbed him in the temple, a sleeping guy, and you're like, oh, I mean, like Rick and Daryl. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're innocent. It's they're, long gone. Their innocence is long but, gone. But Glenn was like a baby. He was like a baby. And, you know, like with children, it's, it's, an, it's hard to see that same thing. Like, see the innocence lost from children. Like, oh, I don't want, I want to protect you from this from as long as I can, even though you know you can't do it forever. Yeah. You want to keep them from being jaded and being affected by some of the crazy things that happens. All right. Let's talk about the second half of the season. You know, kind of what we think is going to happen, but let's start with the big thing. Carl bit. Is he going to die or not? Yes. Are you sure? (laughs) Are you sure? I mean, I need some reassurance. I want to be sure. That's why I put it this way. I want to be sure. No, I think, I think, yes, I am sure. Okay. And, and, and if I'm wrong, I'll own it, obviously. But I've, I've made some bold statements. Yeah, about if I mean, doesn't die. I really hope yeah. he does, man. It's, it's not. It's not like I've never made some kind of bold, rash statement on the internet before. So um, no, I'm I'm, I'm saying it's a, yeah, exactly. I'm saying Carl's death at this point is a lock. Okay, um, how is that going to change the group? Because they've said that this is going to be a, put a pin in it. Everything from this point is going to be different. How do you think it's going to change the group? I think it's going to do, well, for for Rick, it's going to do one of two things. It's going to galvanize him in a way we haven't seen. And he's going to become the leader that we all want him to be. Because somehow, you know, this this would be like the good coming out of the bad. Or they're going to, they're going to, they're going to take a hard left turn and it's going to 100% for real break him this time. And he ain't going to yeah. come back from it. Yeah. And that would be the more, obviously, the more bold choice. Well, because what, 
And what do you think is going to be there to hold him to becoming a better leader now? Like if Carl may have some great monologue and may be able to give some truth to Rick at this point, but with Carl not being there anymore, and this is the future that he was building towards was for Carl. What do you think? Yeah, with the loss of his compass, so to speak. Yeah, because everybody he's had, Herschel was his compass before. I mean, it seems like everybody he's had that was kind of his compass is gone now. I think what we could see is... And and I and I don't know the specifics of it, but I know that there there is a time jump in the comics, correct? Yeah. Okay. So we could see a time jump, and we could see his daughter become that compass. Do you think? Because that's that's the he's he's got his kid, and he's got Michonne, and that's what he's got. Mm-hmm. And that would be interesting. I hadn't much thought about that. Like at the end of the season, they win the war, and then they jump ahead. Yeah. Five, seven, ten years, and you know they've been living life kind of status quo surviving mm-hmm. building a future and then a new threat is coming that's not a bad idea yeah i think that and that's kind of you know jumping ahead in the conversation that's kind of how i felt that's kind of how i feel like the season's going to go yeah is we're going to see that we're going to see this concluded i don't think that they're going to drag this out another, so you think the war season. is done i think the war is done at, at the end of this season and do you think we win does anybody win honestly <sighs> I mean, I think Negan will no longer be in power. No, I think okay. I think Negan's done. I, you know, and I know I mean, comic spoilers. I know, I do know that he he makes it. He does, yeah. Um, as a prisoner of war and whatnot, and then things after that. But on the one hand, I wouldn't be surprised if they kill him in the show because they've made such a point of it with Rick that he's like, "You're gonna die." Right. That's how. That's the only way. I'm going to be the one to kill you, and I'm going to be the one to do it. And I think we might, maybe not the very last thing, but toward the end of the, you know, maybe the penultimate episode, we get that, and then last episode we get some wrap up and, you know, some of the aftermath. But I would, I'd, I'd hate to see it from a standpoint of I enjoy Jeffrey Dean Morgan, mm-hmm. and I enjoy the character, and I think that they could do a lot with him. And we we had that moment. We've had a couple of moments with him, um, especially with him and Father Gabriel, where you see you kind of peek behind the veneer a little bit, and, yes. and you see he is a human being. He's kind of playing a character. He's yeah. He's he's kind of playing a role here. This like is Ezekiel a, even. Yeah. This isn't ex- yeah exactly. He's this is his role that he's playing, just like Ezekiel. You know, Negan is this character that he's playing. There's another guy back there behind the mask. Mm-hmm. that wants to do the right thing, that desperately wants to do the right thing and wants to do good and sees that maybe, just maybe, he's made some bad decisions. Right. And he could maybe correct course and, and would try to repent. And and that would be very interesting to watch. It would be. Because the lieutenants that he has in place now, you know, I don't know how they would react to seeing Negan change. And even the people. You know, they've they've built up this idea of who Negan is, and that's kind of what keeps them in line, is the fear of Negan and saying, I am Negan. Mm-hmm. We're all Negan. It's it, it's kind of an ideal and a, and a, a way of life that they've gotten behind. And so it would be kind of a culture shock at this point because that's the norm that they've created for themselves. I don't know. But, I mean, Jeff Burden, I think – I think is who I was talking to about this on Twitter. If I'm wrong, I apologize to both Jeff and whoever actually mentioned it. What do you think 
Jeffrey Dean Morgan does such a good job with the character. Do you think that would dissuade them at all from killing off Negan if that had been the plan? Because that has happened before in shows. Like I know in sure. uh, what True Blood, they had Lafayette, and he wasn't supposed to make it past season one, but he was such a good character. They're like, all right, we're going to keep this dude on the show. So do you think maybe that they would change the plans? Like, would you be okay if like they were going to kill him off, but they're like, okay, Jeffrey Dean Morgan does a good job. Let's keep him around and. You know, to stay to stay true to what I was saying before, my answer should be, no, I would not oh, right, be okay right. with that. The problem is I would be okay with it um, because I do enjoy the character so much. And, yeah. I, and I think it's from a, from just a, from a storytelling standpoint, it would be a good decision to make to keep him around, to, yeah. to figure out a way to keep him around. And I would understand the decision now that said, I'm okay if they kill him off. I mean, clearly I'm okay if they kill him off, but sure. it it's it's one of those things. I don't want to sound wishy-washy, but I'm good either way, but I would understand I would totally understand if and it would and it and I could see that being a conversation at the network. Sure. Between, you know, between the showrunners and the network, hey, this guy tracks really well. You know, but he doesn't track really well with everyone. With everyone, which yeah. I don't understand. People are like, "Oh, he's such a comic book character." I I hate the way that he's kind of a caricature and just larger than life. And but I like when he has these small moments, but these other moments, like you said, he's playing a character, and I don't know why people aren't understanding that. Well, I think though, if we love him or hate him, I think if we if we could peek behind the curtain and look at the the real ratings, look at the actual numbers, yeah. My guess is we would see an uptick in viewership on the episodes that he's in or that he's featured more, mm-hmm. even by the people that hate him. Because it's they, one of those things that you tune in to watch. The haters are still going to turn in to watch and see what yeah. he does. Yeah, and the, and the haters that get good ratings. Haters going to hate, and, right. then, and then the and the lovers are going to love, and yeah. you know. So it's I, I I have a feeling that he is he is a draw. Yeah, for the show, and he's a money maker for the show. So from that perspective. I could totally see the network wanting him to stick around now. You know, who knows who wins that battle, but because I think sometimes the network wins with, at least with this show, sometimes the network wins and sometimes the show creators really do win. Cause I mean, clearly they're fixing to kill Carl. Yeah. And that's not something anybody saw coming. No, that shocked me. And I haven't been shocked a lot during the show, having read the comics and being ahead of the show in the comics. That really caught me off guard. And that's a good thing, I think. You know, I think it's good for the show to kind of differentiate itself from the comics. And a lot of people are going to say, well, why don't they do that with Negan then? Because it's really limiting his character being such a slave to the comic book version of him. And uh, sure, but they, they're just, it's a process. It's a process to separate yourself from the comic and get to where they want to go. And they're doing a little bit at a time because you got to make the comic lovers happy and you got to make the people who've never read the comic happy and the in-betweeners. You got to make everybody happy, but you can't. But they're trying to do the best they can and they're walking the thin line. You yeah. Know? And, I, and I think overall they're doing a good job. Yeah. Um, I know I sound like a homer for, for the show. and <laughs> that's I kinda, okay. And I kind of am. Well, that's why we asked you to be and, on. And that's why, I mean, I, I freely admit it's like I... I'm the guy that's going to find something to like. Yeah. Because I've, you know, I haven't done a lot. I mean, the, the TV I've done has been different than this. It hasn't been the narrative stuff, but I've done, and I've worked on features and mm-hmm. spent, you know, a ton of low budget stuff. And I know how hard it is. I know how hard this is to do. It is unbelievably hard. And I know that 
there are so many people that are working so hard on this. And I, and I don't want to sound like the guy that wants to give everybody a trophy because I don't. <laughs> what? Eighth don't, place doesn't get a trophy? Yeah. This, this isn't, this isn't a, um, what is it? Whatever soccer. This isn't that. FFPS. Yeah. This isn't that. Um, no, but what I'm saying is I know that there's, there's, there's a lot of folks that, that work on, say, any given episode that work their tails off and everybody's goal. Every single person's goal on that set is to make the best show uh-huh. that they can that go around. We're going to make the best thing we can that go around. And so out of just respect for that, I look for something that I like. Sure. And I try not to bag on stuff. And there's very few things as far as, you know, television or, or movies that I'll just come right out flat out and say, I hate that. That is trash. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at you, Mission to Mars. You, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay. Other things in the second half of season eight. You think the war is going to end? We're not sure whether or not Negan's going to make it or not. We'll see. You think there's going to be a time jump, which is interesting. I'm for it. Who else do you think is going to die? Do you think we're going to lose any other main characters, any season oneers, uh, any other leaders of the colonies? What do you think is going to happen? So I wouldn't be, actually, I wouldn't be at all surprised. And we, because we we talked about Rick mm-hmm. and well, what does Carl's death mean for him? Yeah. We could see him die. Rick? Yeah. In in this season or next season? This season or next season. We could see him we could see as a result of Carl's death things spiraling out of control for him. Sure. But I don't know. I don't I don't feel confident that we'll see him die this season, but I think yeah. that's a possibility. But I think we're gonna lose Somebody, think Daryl or Carol? We might, yeah. And I, I don't want that to happen because it's you know I, there, there's again it's these characters that you know I've kind of gone on this journey with for, right. for these you've years watched and, for a long time, and you know you you really love them, and but you know I mean even I mean they could even take out Maggie. I don't know, but oh god, that, oh man, people would that would make me mad. That, that'd make a lot of people mad, yeah. but. Um, and on that note, the network needs to just pay that, pay whatever that, she pay wants, that, whatever I mean, she come wants. On now. She's earned it. Absolutely. I mean, I get that Andrew Lincoln's the top of the call sheet and that's, you know, that's the grand poobah on the pay scale. But sure. at the same time, she carries as much weight and has as much stroke on that show as any of the rest of the ensemble in. Right. Especially going forward. She's and a leader of every, another. And every time she's on screen, she absolutely steals the scene and kills it. I mean, she is just chewing up the scenery every yeah. time. Yes. She's without really, fail. She's made that character into what it is. Yes. She's, and that character has grown into something more than I thought it would be. They, yeah. than, than they thought it would be. So I agree with you. Which, which, which is also why it would make it a very interesting choice to kill her. Yeah. Is there one character that you want to see go? Because we know that Jason, I'm going to go send it for He wants Tara just to be gone. Tara gone. He's like, get her off the screen. And I don't understand. I mean, I felt that way about Herschel. And I know nobody agrees with me. I'm probably the only person that felt that way. (laughs) But he drove me insane. So I was totally, when they cut his head off and then she stabbed him in the head, I was like, yes, that's wonderful. So, anybody for you? You know, I don't have any. I don't know that I have anybody that's 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 that that grading to me. But <laughs> I will good. say, but somebody that I think should go, and I think I think Dwight's got to go. It's yeah. a, it's poetic. I mean, it's and it's beautifully tragic because he's he's trying 
He's he's trying. He's trying to change for whatever reason. But it's it's. I mean, clearly he's trying to save his own tail at this but, point. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he is sort of trying to right the ship in, in a sense, and it would be beautifully tragic to take him out. But from a just poetic justice standpoint, yeah. He well, has it. Think- he has it coming, and I think you know it's. It, I think from a like I said from from that poetic justice standpoint, the thing to do is let Daryl take him out. Yeah, I don't think you can have Dwight and Daryl on the show. Yeah, anymore, especially after the, if the war's over and they win or lose. Either way, you can't have both on the show. No. They're too similar. They're pretty much the same character. They would never get along. And I know people will like, oh maybe. They do a time jump. Dwight and Daryl are friends now. No, no, I don't see that happening. That doesn't work. You know, the Dwight is the one who made Daryl kind of change from the path that he was going on. He betrayed him and and hurt him. And Daryl had just got to the point where he was starting to be different. Yeah. And now he's kind of lost ever since his interaction with Dwight. And I think he would need that for some sort of closure and some sort of, okay, now this is who I am now. I can close that chapter of my life and now I can really figure out who I am. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, the Daryl character still love him, but it's really kind of frustrating to watch him go back and forth and just not know who he is, which is great storytelling, but it's just like, ah, come on, Daryl, figure it out. But you hey, you so desperately want him to find his way again. Right. You were there. You had it. You can get back. What do we need to do? How can we make this work? But that's so much of, what's this sh- of, of what this whole show is, is, you know, a, an individual or a group finds their way and then it, and then it all falls apart. Right. You, you, once you get comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're getting comfortable? No, no, no. No, no. No, no. Not going to happen. Hmm. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, do you think there's going to be any other big shockers in season eight that we're not ready for? Or do you just think it's going to be, we're finishing the war. Carl's going to die. We're going to have some episodes of, of battling and trying to figure out and tactics, but it's going to come to a head with Rick and Negan. Yeah. I think that, that that's, I think that's where it's going and, and that's kind of where it has to go. And yeah. It, yeah, I just don't see any. Now I hope that, Hey, they can, they can pull a fast one on us sure. and 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 pull a shocker on us but i just don't think that there will be i think we've seen i think we've seen the big shocking moments actually mm-hmm. already and i think it's a i think from here when when we come back it's a downhill run to the end i think i think it's a sprint to the finish and we're not going to be terribly surprised by what happens i think i agree i think they've built up this story to the point where okay this is what's got to happen and we're going to go. This is, you know, you kind of know what the outcome is going to be more than likely you're aware we're, and we're going to get there together. Yeah. Okay. And last question, Eugene, what happens with Eugene at this point? Um, we haven't talked much about him at all during the break just because he makes us mad. And we talked about him a lot last first half of the season. We're just like, okay, he's, he's a savior. He's Negan. He's really turned. He's turned heel. Is there any redemption for him at this point? I think there can be. I think that, and that's one of the one of the things I think because I was saying that, hey man, even Negan can be redeemed. Sure, I think that there is a path back. I think Eugene is worse than Negan though for Eugene, but I think he, and and in a way, I agree with you. I think I think Eugene has become a a villain, a real villain. He is. I mean, you know, every villain is the hero of their own story, but I think. He really has become despicable. Absolutely. For lack of a better word, just absolutely despicable, deplorable. And it would be 
awesome to see some kind of redemption arc for him, but I don't know that he's that important integral to the story to go to put that effort. Is is he worth it to the story? Does it serve the story to put that effort in to do that? Very true. That that's a great question. And then I love the part where when Rick came up to the the colony, he's like, "You, you, you." But ne- Negan and Eugene, he's like, "No, nah, you guys got to die." Yeah. And Eugene's like, "What about?" No, no, no. I see you. I know who you are. We're done with you. You had your chance, and you 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 wasted it. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think if he finds if he finds any kind of he finds any kind of redemption, it would be with a different group. Yeah. There or, is no way with either the hilltop or with Alexandria that he finds a way back. I, I think, I think it's, I think it's, he goes off on his own and he, he's a hermit. He's a hermit. Someone or some other group takes him in, you know, maybe the kingdom out of the heart of their bottom. Someone there says, okay, we'll, <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll, we'll let you farm some sorghum or something over yeah. here. But, um, but now I think with our main groups, with our with our old school characters, I think he's just never going to be welcome there. Yeah, again. I mean it's it's not how you it's how you leave a place. You, yeah. you can't burn those bridges, and those bridges are burned. I mean Eugene is done. Oh, he got the gas cans out and yeah. went down, <laughs> and we hold up two middle fingers while he's doing it. Yeah. This is what I think of you guys. So I don't know. Like I, I agree with you that I think Negan can be redeemed, and Negan seems to have some sort of humanity and heart behind the facade. Eugene, I'm not sure. The the more we see him interact and he tried to make a decision to let the doctor go or, or whatever, and I just don't see really anything there. It's, mm. He's very self-serving. He's a coward. Yeah, he's a coward and he's selfish. Yeah. He and, doesn't want to be a coward, but he is. Yeah, and you don't want people like that in your group. You can't trust people like that in your group. They're going to flip whenever they can, whatever they see, whatever serves them is what's more important, not what serves the group. Yeah, because at this point in this world that's happening now, every person is important. And yes, you know, it's, it's, you know, that that's, you, you can make the argument that that's true in, in life in general, but, you know, because people are, people have worth and, and all that. But yeah. in this, you know, in, in this little amped up, boiled down world, Literally every person, every decision that every single person makes has an effect that affects not just the people right around him, but everybody. I mean, he could do something stupid that brings the whole thing down. So, I mean, you got, you, you have to, that's a hard call. I mean, that's, that's one of the neat things is you have to, um, you have to look at these hard calls that these leaders now have to make, you know, who stays and who goes and, you know, who, who are we going to. Are we going to be more careful about who we let in and who we, yeah, who we trust? Who I mean, trust, that's why they had yeah. the questions in the first place. Yeah. To, but I mean, and that's a difference. Another difference between Negan and Eugene, and maybe even Negan and Rick. Negan has said multiple times that people are assets. People are what's important, and he doesn't want to unnecessarily kill people. But right. Rick seems to just throw away human life like it means nothing. You know, which is why they went and killed everybody at the satellite versus Negan, who's like, I'm going to kill two people in front of all of you, and then you'll stop. Instead yeah. of killing 40 people, to make a point, I'm just going to kill two, and then you'll realize, okay, I'm in charge, and I could kill you, but I'm being merciful because people are important. Yeah. And that's, you know, I I know that the, this argument comes up all the time that, you know, had we been following 
had we not been following Rick from the beginning, would we? Yes. Would he be the hero of the story? And no, no, he'd be the villain. He'd be the villain. He's he's, you know, without all of the context that we have, you remove just a little smidgen of the context, and he's the villain. And even in context, you could still argue he's not a good guy. Right. And if you looked at it like from 300 feet and looked down on everybody at the same time, I don't know that any of them would be heroes. Oh, no. I feel like, okay, these are just people who don't get along. And if we picked sides, we'd... Maggie would be the white hat. <laughs> right. Absolutely. No, absolutely. She would, she would absolutely be the white hat in that scenario. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting to think about. And, you know, I'm not mad that they did the Rick story and that Negan's the bad guy. I like the story that we're Oh, I've telling. enjoyed it. I've been, yeah. Oh, it's, I've, I've loved every minute of it. But it's so. just interesting. It's an interesting thought. Like, yeah. oh God, because if you put yourself in any of the savior shoes, you're like, you know what? Rick's kind of an asshole. And <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really, I don't really want to be on his side, which is fine. Especially, he's going to surround my compound with walkers, fifteen deep, and cut off everything that I have. You know, just to make my people kind of surrender to him. Yeah, not cool. I'm not cool with that, bro. Yeah, that's that's a he kind of went WMD on that. <laughs> I didn't want to have to unleash this, but oh, but well. hey, you made me. Yeah, this is this is on your which, hand. Which goes back to he had to drop on him. He should have just shot him. He should have. He should have said he put it, he could have put down Negan and Eugene right there. There was no. I couldn't see any legitimate story reason for that not to happen, right. other than. We gotta make more episodes. We gotta make more. With, yeah. Other than oh, we gotta we got a bunch more episodes. We gotta make the season, so uh, we can't do that. Right, and it's kind of chicken. It's like they wrote themselves into a corner, and somebody right. went, whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop. We can't do that yet. Right. It's kind of chicken to shoot someone with from with a sniper from far away, but it's not that bad. It's not unreasonable. I mean, if you look at the world wars, they're like, if they could have taken out Hitler with a with a sniper, you better believe they would have done it. They you know, tried multiple times. You know times. how many assassination attempts there were? On? Exactly. Like, yeah. It would have happened. So. so, oh, well. But I mean, and are you looking forward to the second half of season eight? Yes, I am. I'm Me excited too. about it. I'm real excited about it. Me too. I think it's going to be good. I'm, I was like, yeah. I'm a li- I'm, once we get past the first episode, because the Carl dying episode is going to be sad. It's yes. going to be, it's going to be emotional, but I'm, we're going to get through it together. Yeah. Because it's something that has to happen at this point. They've got to give him some closure to the story before we can move on with the war. Yeah. It'll be a slow burn, but are they going to do a long episode? Do we know? It's the second longest episode in Walking okay, Dead history. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like, yeah. It's, it's like two minutes shorter than uh, I forget the other one, but it's the second longest one ever. So, it's going to be a slow burn, lots of flashbacks, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Carl saying goodbye to everybody. Yeah, like they're gonna lay him in a chair, and he's everybody's gonna come in, and he's gonna give some Carl wisdom, yeah. and and then they're gonna walk out, like the Godfather in the wedding day sequence. <laughs> exactly, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah. Okay, is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we put a bow on this bad boy? Um, if we can jump back to fear, sure, real quick, because we talked about you know is Rick the villain? I am very. And this is just me. I don't know nothing from nothing, as Kevin <laughs> Smith would say. I don't know shit from shit. Right, right. But I feel like, and I hope, oh, oh, because I, I think it would be awesome. I see Madison doing a heel turn and becoming the bad guy. Oh, really? Oh, God. Man. And that's what I want to see. 
I mean, she's got a darkness inside her for sure. Yeah. She does. Yeah. So maybe Morgan is going to be trying to fight against Madison's group. I think maybe they're oh, going to be at man. odds. That'd be cool. And maybe Madison's group becomes the Whisperers. I don't know. That'd be interesting to, to kind of tie fear into. Yeah, and that way you tie him in. And... Oh, you see, Madison is alpha? Oh, man. Sure, why not? That'd be interesting. I know. It, it's it's a leap, but why not? Why not? And so I that's that's just my little leap of non-logic but i just it feels like you know she's at this place where she could go either way because everything you know just you know going back to season three going back to you know because i've just been watching it so i'm so excited about it but it seems like everything she's done has been i mean obviously in service to taking care of her people taking care of her kids most importantly her kids yeah her kids but in doing so, the way that she is going about it is, okay, yeah, we need to build a life here because this is a good place, but we need to do it, but we need to take over. We need to run this. Right, and church. so everything she's doing or has done up to this point, maybe not going forward, I don't know, because I've still got a few episodes to watch, right. but everything I've seen her do up to this point seems to be in service of taking over mm-hmm. and effectively leading in, you know, being an insurrectionist. And just, you know, coming in and running the joint. But it's a slippery slope at that point, you know. Yeah. You've come in is. and taken something that someone else has built. And so you've you've done kind of an evil thing in a way. And so, yeah. and we've seen her. She's cold-blooded. She is. And, and she thinks she's doing things. I mean, she justifies it with saying yeah. it's for her family and things like that. But that's just justification for doing yeah. terrible things. Yeah. She's but, allowing herself to be... Almost a monster. I think it's. I think maybe she get. It would be interesting to see her get to the point, um, to to hit that have that Walter White moment. Oh. I loved it when he in the very last episode. In the I guess it was the last episode or second to last episode where he said he's talking to his his wife and he said, "Look, everything I did." She's like, "Spare me this. Your speech is your bullshit about family." He goes, "No, no, no. I did it for me. Yeah, I did it because I liked it yeah. and I was." good at it and i could see madison hitting that point and wouldn't that be interesting wouldn't that, that would be, be a lot of fun to watch i did it because i wanted to yeah. damn it yeah and and that's it that's why i did it that'd be cool yeah fear and season eight is going right into fear and i'm excited that fear supposedly has a time jump we're still trying to figure this out we'll see when it happens but it's going to be more of a companion series to the walking dead instead of a prequel yeah. which i think is a step in the right direction yes i think that'll be very good much for so. the show and then maybe oh shit, maybe they will they'll kind of intersect and then we'll have 32 episodes of the walking dead every year you know 16 and 16 just walking dead year round walking dead year round <laughs> why not and not have hey that'd be cool and not have six months in between or whatever it is right yeah they'll take 20 weeks off for preacher which i don't know how much longer preacher has but at least one more season of preacher and then figure out another comic book to make into a show at that point yeah Nice. Well, Seal, I appreciate you filling in for Jason and coming on and talking your mind with me. Well, thanks for having me. Dude, I've enjoyed it. You know, it's nice to get perspective from other people. I talk with Josh and Jason about the show all the time. It's nice to talk to other people about it. And, you know, not that they're wrong or anything. It's just interesting to hear different people's point of view. Certainly. So tell people where they can find you on the internet because everybody's got a location there. On the interwebs, you can find me most easily on Twitter at Seal Adams, S-E-A-L-E-A-D-A-M-S. And please tweet at me and tell me how wrong I am about 
whatever it is I've said. I enjoy that. That's fun. <laughs> You're finding um, people at you. Uh, every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> Not all the time though. Not all the time though. I don't, I don't get that much. I, I got somebody, somebody can somebody, I got an ad after, uh, the Star Wars deal we did. Did you? Yeah. One or two people said something. I think, and I think it has something to do with maybe my comment on Empire, but, um, uh, about, you know, about how wrong about, you were, about how, about how wrong I was. Um, that's okay. But that's okay. I, I, I'm You're entitled a, to your own opinion. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You're not going to insult me. You're not going to hurt my feelings. You can try. And that's fun. <laughs> that's, <yeah>. But. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's not get childish. Let's, let's, yeah, let's not get childish. Let's no, seriously. Adults. I mean, if, if, you know, I threw something out there that, you know, you have a thought about, let me know. Let's, yeah. let's have a dialogue. Let's talk. Let's, yeah. let's, because this is fun. So. Yeah. And what is the name of your podcast? Because Seal is a fellow podcaster as well. It is the Bearded Beacon podcast. Uh, nice. You can find us on iTunes or you can find us at beardedbeacon.com. Nice. And we've got the, the feed up there. It's, we've been off for a while, um, but we are coming back. So the thing that got us started was Jessica Jones, the first oh, nice. season. Yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of what we covered the first our go our first go around. So I'm going to fire that back up when Jessica Jones drops and get my co-host in Chris as much as possible um, when he's available. But I think we're going to do it. I'm going to do it a little different. I'm going to front load a bunch of episodes. There you go. Just record then, like seven in yeah, one day and then release them. And and I don't. And I'm not going to try and do it. You know, weekly. Weekly. I'm not going to try and do it in one shot. So it's just going to be watch an episode, record, watch an episode, record. And so it may be. You know, Six months, of it Jessica be, Jones. It, yeah, it's a, yeah. It may be a, it may be a, you know, that exactly. I mean, it may be that. So don't expect, you know, the week Jessica Jones drops, don't expect a new episode of the Beacon because it's not going to happen. It's probably going to be two or three weeks after that, and then cool. we'll start releasing regularly after cool. that. Well, if you ever need the Fear Guys on there, we, we both. Oh, we absolutely do. We all love that show. Yeah, so we absolutely need y'all on. Cool. And if you don't follow us on Twitter, it's at FearInthCast, or you can follow me personally. At Real JD Lee, or you can follow my other two co-hosts. Uh, Jason is at BRT Jason, BRT Jason, and Josh is at Josh Wade FM. Check out our website, fearinthcast.com, where we have all of our Twitters, all of our old episodes, and links to certain things that you can find. Just not much bonus content, but there's some on there. So check all that out. Cool? Cool. All right. Do you know the sign-off? I do. All right. So, we'll see you next week for the first half of Season 8. We're probably going to live stream afterwards some questions on Twitch and stuff like that. So, be sure and check that out. We'll tweet out the time, location, and the link for you to join our chat room. But in the meantime, fight the dead. Fear the Nth Cast.